friends, hey lovers, hey fam, hey besties. It's your girl, Allie Makofsky, back with another episode of my podcast, RBP, The Notorious. You already know what the F is going on. Mama's not trying to say the B word at the beginning of the pod. I don't even know if it affects the algorithm in any way, but I'm not taking any chances. Hope you guys are having a good week. I forced my boyfriend into blow drying my hair. Thank you, boyfriend. It looks great. I'm training him to be a stay-at-home dad. Uh, I yelled at him the whole time. And I'm a, I'm a bitch. I'm a lover. I'm a girlfriend who's gonna be single because I'm mean to my boy. I won't let him leave me. It's not his choice. Um, I did end up saying the B word very early on in the podcast. So you can't hold me to my words, I guess, is the point. I say one thing, I do another. Monkey see, monkey do. Um, anyway, I made my boyfriend do my hair. Very good at it. It's looking really soft. It's looking sleek. I got a, uh, not sponsored. I got a blow dryer from, uh, Dry Bar. I got the double shot blow dryer and, uh, it makes it pretty easy. I don't really do my hair. The only, like, the only things I care about is, like, washing it. Like, I care what I put on my head in the shower But once I'm out and I put a little hair oil on from Way and I use their products, then, then I'm, I just let the, I let God take care of the rest. I say, God, whatever weather it is today, you know, pray that it does my hair right. But I got this blow dryer and I got to say, it's pretty easy to use. I hate doing my hair. It's so exhausting, but, um, I like using it. And I like it even better when my boyfriend does it for me. Uh, speaking of Way, I just want to say really quickly that I love Way hair care products. It's spelled, spelled a little quirky, spelled a little Los Angeles, if you know what I mean. It's spelled a different way than you would expect. It's spelled O. Oh, this is a good trivia. O U A I. Did I get it right? Let's check. <laughs> got it right. Um, I do love their hair products. They also have candles that smell really nice. Um, they have so many products to offer. I particularly love their apple cider vinegar detox shampoo. One of my favorites. It smells lovely. It feels good on my hair. And I also like using their leave-in conditioner, um, especially during the winter times when everything's dry as hell. It's cold. I like to do a little mask. Let that conditioner soak. Um, and if you want to, I got, spoiler alert, I hope your mom's not listening. I got my boyfriend's mom. I took this test for her. I was asking her all these questions about her hair. I probably sounded insane. But we were all having dinner at uh, my boyfriend's mom's place. And I'm like, because she has super curly hair. So I was like, what products are you using? Is it rude that I used a promo code for my podcast to buy your mom a gift? Oh, you know what the most messed up part is? I just remembered. I forgot to put in the promo code. So I ended up paying full price. Oh, 
I mean, it's sweet, sure, but it still would have been sweet even if I used a promo. It would have been real sweet on my wallet if I got the discount. And if you're wondering what it is, wait no further. Go to the way T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use code AllieMac, A-L-I-M-A-C, to get 15% off your entire purchase. If you want to get a candle, go to theway.com. You want to get a hair product, go to theway.com. You want to get some scents, some oils, some things like that, go to theway.com. Use promo code AllieMac. Don't make the same, same mistakes I did. I forgot to use the promo code, paid full price. Oh, that hurts. But uh, I was asking her all these questions at dinner about her hair because she has very, like, beautiful curly hair. And on the way, this is the most fun part. You get to take, like, a hair quiz to find out what products would be best for you. So I was taking the quiz for her all sneakily. And uh, I'm so excited to give her the gifts. And hopefully, the way, if you're listening, give me my money back, please. I would love that 15% in my pocket. Um, But, yeah. I love their products, uh, truly some of my favorites. They got this scent called North Bondi, little Australian vibes. Um, it's color safe, it's cruelty free. They got some fragrance notes of bergamot, violet, and white musk. That's, uh, white musk is my name if I don't take a shower for a few days. (laughs) Okay, we're off to a good start, I'm killing as soon as I laughed, I forced a laugh on my own joke, and uh, discharge truly came out of me as I pushed out a laugh. It went, oh, oh my god, it's still coming every time I do that. Jesus, it's like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, but instead of chocolate, it's just bacterial vaginosis leaking out of me. I mean, it's my mistake. I, I threw in a boric pill, a boric acid suppository which I think I've mentioned on the pod before. I forget what company I use, but feel free to hit me up if you got some coochie issues. Feel free to hit me up on RestingBeePod on Instagram. I will answer your questions. Um, But I got these boric acid suppositories, and I put them up my hoo-ha. Anytime it starts to smell a little funky or feel a little weird, I just pop one of those up there. Is this entire episode just going to be an ad of things that I like? Maybe. Whatever. I like that. Call me Oprah Winfrey because this is my Christmas uh, giveaway, 12 days of giveaways. Um, So that's what I love. Um, But yeah, go to theway.com, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. Use promo code AllieMac at checkout. Make sure you put in that promo code before you pay, because I just rushed through it. Um, And that's all I got to say about that. Well, just kidding. I have to say this. Discover a new way of life with cruelty, sulfate, and paraben-free hair care, body, and fragrance products from Way. Go to theway.com, use code AllieMac, get 15% off your entire purchase, that's 15% off your entire order at T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com. Code Allie Mac. That's a great gift. Last minute gifts. Those are good. Um, I, I decided, did I already talk about doing the white elephant on the pod? I don't remember. But as you guys know from previous Christmas episodes, Christmas is a time, December, I turn into a child, I turn into an adolescent, I become very immature, I become irritable, um, I become cranky, because I want things to go my way, and I become a little diva spoiled brat, 
And Christmas is a tough one because I'm the baby of my sisters and I know that I'm 26 now and I should be an adult. But when Christmas comes around, I still want to be the spoiled baby of the family. And everyone's like, you you pay your own rent. You are paying off a loan on your car. We don't need to get you gifts. And I don't think that's fair. I just lost my parents' health insurance. The least you could do is get me something good. So what we've done the past few years is I think... Two years ago, we did a Secret Santa. Um, I really messed it up. I didn't get my sister anything. I forgot last minute. So, like, morning of Christmas, I, like, got her these, like, just online gift cards. I was like, Merry Christmas. Check your email. I got her, like, a blowout from Dry Bar. I got her probably like an Applebee's gift card, just like random gift cards. It was so half-assed. So then last year's Secret Santa, or was last year's Secret Santa? No, that must have been three years ago. Wow. So then two years ago, we did a Secret Santa again. I promised to be a good girl, and I was. I went over, I w- we, we agreed on a price limit. I think for Secret Santa, we couldn't spend more than like $100 or something because we wanted to keep it like, you know, relatively inexpensive. We're only getting one person a gift. It's Secret Santa, no more than $100. And uh, I went above and beyond because I really wanted to make up. So I got my other sister as Secret Santa and I got her like five things. And one of them was really expensive, but I wanted to show them. I was like, I'm an adult. I have money now. And I'm, you know, going above and beyond. And this bitch's boyfriend at the time, fiance, they just got married. Congrats, Mazel. But I emailed him what I got her so he wouldn't get her the same things. And this little slut didn't read the email or maybe I didn't email, you know, clear enough. He got her the same thing. So when she opened the gift, it wasn't like, oh my God, Allie, you're the best, which is why I do anything. I want recognition. I want praise. I want love. I didn't get any of those feelings. I just got my sister a gift for the sake of getting her a gift. There was no, you know, tears of emotion, whatever. Um, she hasn't even, she used the gift once. I think she returned mine, whatever. Um, and so this year to avoid, or, and then I think last year we all got everyone gifts. Everyone got gifts. We all got each other gifts. There was no secret Santa. It was just like, everyone's getting a gift from everyone. And that was nice. Cause I got spoiled last year. My mom, she got me a computer. She got me a MacBook. I started crying cause that's a big purchase, you know? That wouldn't happen with a secret Santa. That's why you got to love a mutual gift exchange. Because sometimes people will surprise you with the heavy hitter gifts. So I got a MacBook. I started crying. My sister got me AirPods. Um, yeah, I was spoiled. I felt, I felt like a high schooler. I remember in high school, like Christmas Day, you'd be texting all your friends to see what everyone got. To see who like made out the best. And I felt like I was in high school. I was like, damn, people would be jealous of what I got. Which I know this sounds so annoying. There's homeless people. There's COVID. Everyone's dying. Okay, but this isn't about that. This is about me. This podcast is called Resting Bitch with Ali Mikofsky. If you want to hear about the state of the world, go to some heady intellectual podcast. That's not what I'm giving you. I'm giving you Ali's takes about Ali in Ali's world. 
So yeah, last year I was spoiled. I loved every second of it. It felt good. Um, this year, no one wanted to do that again. I guess it went over a couple people's budgets last year. So this year, what we're doing to keep things fun, which it won't be because I'll be there and I know how to make a good time, uh, very serious quickly. We proposed a little white elephant gift exchange. Now, if you're not familiar with a white elephant gift exchange, uh, essentially, You go to a holiday party and everyone brings like kind of a cheaper gift. You typically spend no more than $25 and it can be a gag gift, not literally a gag ball for sex stuff, but it'll be like maybe like a little whoopee cushion with tickets to a comedy show or maybe it'll be like a basket filled with different alcohols or whatever. It's just kind of like these smaller, sillier whatever gifts and everyone brings one and you wrap it and no one knows who it's from. No one knows what's inside the box except for obviously the person who got the gift. Um, and then at the party, everyone sits around at a table, you pull a number, you know, say there's 10 people. Is this boring that I'm explaining the rules to a game that none of us are playing? Whatever. Skip ahead. If you don't want to hear me blab about this game. So say there's 10 people at this party doing the white elephant gift exchange. You have numbers one through 10 in a bucket. Put your hand in. Everyone pulls a number. The first person who goes, I might be getting this wrong, but essentially the idea of the game is that the first person goes, they pick, you know, randomly whatever gift they want. They open it. Everyone sees the gift. They see the gift. And the first person, I think they have to keep it. They don't get to trade at that point, but it will get back to them at the very end. I think, I think the first person and the last person are kind of ideal Maybe the first person doesn't get to pick again, but essentially then the second person, then they get to either steal the first person's gift or they get to pick a unique gift. Um, And then it goes on and on. And so I thought that would be fun because, you know, the gifts typically are like, they're kind of stupid. So it doesn't really matter what you get, but it's fun because you want to steal a good one and you don't want to get yours stolen. Um, so it just kind of creates a little bit of banter, a little bit of conversation. It's a little bit cheeky. Um, and that's, you know, the holiday spirit. I just think it's so sad to not open a gift on Christmas. Yeah, sure. It's about Jesus. No, it's not. Unless you're going to church on Christmas, it's not about Jesus. It's about spending time with the fam and opening gifts. And I love a good... Because uh, if you don't open a gift on Christmas, it's like, oh, you're just having dinner with your family. How boring. It's like, go to the Cheesecake Factory in July. You don't need Christmas. <sighs> yeah. So my idea was we do a white elephant gift exchange, but instead of like silly, stupid, like things that you're going to kind of toss away or put in a random drawer in your house and leave there forever. I was like, why don't we do $50 gifts? Like something in that price range. It doesn't have to be exactly 50. It can go a little bit over. It can go a little bit under, but something in that ballpark, you know? So that way people are getting quality gifts. Essentially, well, I keep saying essentially. I'm like the apparently kid again, but with this. Essentially, um, essentially the game is essentially just a fun thing to do on Christmas, and essentially all it is is essentially, uh, what it, what I thought 
with this idea was that we could all get something that we think would be a good gift for anyone. Just something useful, something nice, something practical, something cute, whatever. I even sent examples in the family email of things that they could get. I think one of them was like a portable projector because it's like, yeah, my mom, it might not be her go-to gift, but if she's stuck with it, she could either re-gift it or, you know, she could find a way to use it that's fun. I don't know. There's just, there's certain gifts. Yeah, of course, not everyone's going to love it. It's not going to be practical or useful or cute to everyone, but that is an item that at least like two or three people would want to get. So there's reason to steal. There's reason to keep it. All of that. Um, and I think I got a pretty good gift. It's something that I want to get for myself. And so I think that's a good indicator of the gift. If you want it yourself. But with the game, you can't choose your own gift. But anyway, I'm worried it's not going to be fun because it's one of those games where, like, you know, no one really understands the rules. For some reason, there's always one person talking while you're trying to explain it, and then they're not understanding it. So then you become the referee of this game that's supposed to be fun, and then people, I don't want the gift. and Just trade after the game. During the game, just pretend you're all in. Pretend this is the lottery. After, you can just under the table slide the gift to someone who actually wants it. Does that make sense? But anyway, I like the gift that I got. Boyfriend, did you get, did you pick yours for the white elephant? You want me to get it? Yeah. yeah. You already got it? Yeah. You did? Well, ordered it. You ordered it. it me, did you order it from Amazon? Or is it from the actual gifts website? What? I'm just curious. Amazon, okay. Interesting. How much was it? Because mine was, mine was under 50. Mine was about 40. Yours was 46. Wow, you got close to 50. Is your gift that you got for the gift exchange something that you would want to keep? Yes. Okay, nice. Is it a practical gift? Is it a silly gift? Is it a cute gift? All three. Uh, practical, silly, and cute. I don't know Who do you think, who do you think in my family would want the gift the most? Everyone. Maybe not. Uh, Jen? Josh. Josh. Okay. You want to know No, I can't know. We're supposed to keep it a secret. Um. I want it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think the, do you think the gift exchange is going to go smooth or do you think it's going to be chaotic? Truthfully? Yeah. The deciding factor is mine. Whether it goes smooth or not, it's up to me. See, but my problem is, is that to me, it can go smooth. The only way it doesn't go smooth is if people aren't behaving the way I want them to behave, which is on them. Not my expectations, not my, you know, demands. I just think, you know what, I just picture everyone talking over each other during it and not, like, taking it seriously. Obviously, I want it to be fun, but I don't want people to just be, like, not actually trying to participate. I think they do, but honestly, I think it's going to last two. And my mom's also very bad at giving a gift without spoiling it before. So as soon as someone grabs her gift, she's going to be like, you know, if you, if you like it, you, I have the receipt, it's a scarf and you're like, well, now I know that it's yours, 
but I'm excited. I hope it. I hope it goes smoothly. I know that's why it's fun. It's it'll be ten minutes. It'll be a lot of fun. I hope. And I hope if people don't want to keep their gifts, that they'll just give them to me. Low expectations. That's what they say every year. I know. No one seems to care. It's only me who's, like, excited about this. So me and my boyfriend's gifts will be good, and then everyone else's. I hope there's good gifts. I feel like I gave... The sisters will do well. But also the thing is, the gifts should be a secret from everyone, and I know my sisters are going to end up buying their gifts for their significant others. And it's like, let them grow up, ladies. Because it should be a surprise. But whatever. Enough about gifts. Speaking of my boyfriend, someone... I was in D.C. this past weekend. I was at the D.C. Comedy Loft. Not going to lie, it's a uh, interesting, weird slightly dingy venue. It's not the type of place you perform at and you go, man, things are going well. The shows were good, though. A lot of people came out, had a good time. Honestly, some weirder crowds than, you know, I normally get. I feel like DC just isn't, like, that much of an entertainment hub. You know, it doesn't feel like an entertainment city where people are, like, going out to see, you know, different art forms and things. So it's kind of a weird vibe, but overall, good shows. I had a lot of fun performing, even at some of the shows that I thought were the worst in terms of, like, kind of audience engagement, like, with people, like, la- like just, like, being involved. Some of them, they were just like, are you guys forced to be here? But I had so much fun, personally, doing the shows. And DC was really cool to explore around. But yeah, that venue is just like, it's a dive bar. It's, there's a hotel. It was just, it was weird vibes, but the staff was cool except for one woman, I think, who worked there. Did I, I don't think I told you the story. There was this evil woman that I, there's certain instances that make my blood boil where I want to swing on a bitch. So, This venue, there's an upstairs and there's a downstairs. The upstairs is like, you know, the bigger room. It seats way more people. The downstairs is a basement. Um, It's a little darker, a little damper. And at the upstairs level, the bar that this venue is at uh, is also connected to an old hotel that's no longer running. I didn't know this. And I'm walking by the person who takes the tickets and checks people in and stuff. And I see a door right behind her. And it's a hotel room with two beds. And I'm like, is that... what is Like, what is that? You know? It's a weird thing to see when you think you're at a dive bar slash maybe comedy club. And so I asked her, I'm like, hey, what, what, what's, what's that room for? And she looks at me for kind of a while. She's like, well... It's not for you. And I was like, okay, well, what's it for? Because I could have, there's two routes I could have gone. I could have gone, all right, cool, thanks. But I was like, okay, bitch. Like, well, then tell me what the fuck it's for. I know it's not for me. So she goes, it's not for you. And I go, okay, what's it for? And she was like, why do you want to know? Yeah, just so rude for zero reason. 
I came up to her with good energy and a curious mind. And she just hands that back. And obviously it's like, I don't know what she's going through. Blah, blah, blah. But it's like, no matter what you're going through, if you're showing up to work at a bar, checking people in, you're doing fine enough to answer a simple question like that. If someone just died, you're going through a really hard time, take the night off. All right? But yeah, she was like, She's like, why do you want to know or something? I'm like, it's just weird. And she's like, yeah, well, this is a hotel. And I was like, is it open? And she's like, no. Anyway, just a real friggin' cunt about it. And uh, the guy who was performing upstairs, I'm friends with some of his openers. So uh, I hung out with them in the fucking room that apparently wasn't for me. And you know how badly I wanted to call her over and be like, excuse me? Excuse me, I'm in this room. Is that okay with you? Is that fine that I'm in the room that's not for me? This sketchy fucking dungeon? That would have really got her, wouldn't it? Hmm. I know how to I know how to freaking fight with words. Yeah, it was one it was one of those things where I couldn't even like like anytime that situation comes up, there's the part of me that wants to be like, Do you know who I am? But really it's like could you tell me who I am? I don't really know. And in this situation, I especially couldn't do that because I was performing in a basement in the back room dungeon where the kitchen is essentially, essentially, um, you know, so I couldn't be like, I'm performing in the, in the dungeon basement. So be nicer. Couldn't even sock it to her, but everyone else was super cool there. Um, I got to explore the city. I watched National Treasure on the flight back home because I wanted to, you know, keep a little piece of DC with me. Great movie, by the way. If you haven't watched it in a while, highly recommend. It's a good movie. I missed it. Uh, But yeah, I got to see all the things. I walked so much. I'm not a walker. My average steps per day, I would say, are about 3,000, 4,000, which is extremely low. At the very beginning of COVID, I remember there was one day I checked my phone to see how many steps I took and it said 13. Um, so 3,000, 4,000 significant increase since the beginning of COVID, but I was getting like 15,000 steps in out there. I was eating good. I was going to Joe and the juice every morning to get a little juice. I get Joe's sport, I think is what it's called. Another not sponsored sponsor. Um, Anytime I travel out of town and I see that there's a Joe and the Juice nearby, I know I'm safe. Because if you see a Joe and the Juice, that means that neighborhood has been just gentrified so much that you're, you know, if you ever get lost, your phone dies, you could just loiter a Joe and the Juice forever and find a sugar daddy to take care of you. A white man who works in finance. Right, babe? Um, yeah, so I was going to Joe and the Juice every morning. Um, I was walking. I was eating like two healthy meals a day. Not drinking a lot of water. I'm pretty bad at that, but uh I was doing good. I went to the first full day that I had there. I walked from the hotel I was at to the uh Capitol. Sound familiar? January sixth. Went over to the Capitol, which is so interesting to see in person. There's just so many people wearing lanyards. It's a very big lanyard city. Everyone's got some sort of name tag on. Um, 
And you, I just, I wanted to ask everyone who's coming in or out of the building, like, what they do, what the deal is, how many snipers are on the roof. Uh, then from the Capitol, I went to the Senate. I think something like that. Whatever building's right behind the Capitol. And then I went to the Air and Space Museum, which is not called the Aaron Space Museum. I thought Aaron was a person who just really loves space, but it turns out it is air and space. Um, honestly, my friend recommended it to me a long time ago. He was like, you gotta go to the Air and Space Museum. It's epic. It's sick. It's so worth it. It's the best. And I went and I was truly so bored. Couldn't have had less fun there. Unless, yeah, I'm like... I don't want to read about this pretend space that we landed on, the fake moon. No, I mean, I just, I couldn't, I'm like, I don't want to read. I couldn't do it. It wasn't for me. I wasn't in the right mind space, but I walked around, took my time exploring. Um, then I went over towards the Washington Monument. I stopped by the Smithsonian. Is that what it's called? The place where they got the deck, the deck of Indy. The D of E, Declaration of Independence. Yeah, I went over to see the Declaration of Independence. I asked the lady outside who was working there, I was like, is it worth it? Or is it kind of when you go to like see the Mona Lisa and you're like, yeah, I've seen it online. It's small. It's a photo. She was like, no, it's so much better. And I was like, all right, I'm going in. And I went in and I was like, there's that piece of paper. And don't get me wrong, the history behind it is so cool. But anytime I do something like that, anything historical related, I just don't believe it. I'm like, that's not the real one. Or I'm like, it's been touched so many times. It's like, or they've had to like re-ink it and re-paper it. I'm like, this isn't real. Unless Thomas Jefferson is handing that bitch to me, I'm not falling for it. I looked at it. I said, cool, that's what's up. They did have a cool exhibit in there about women's uh, right to vote. I had no idea that we could do that. Did you guys know that you fucked up by giving us that right? Because in 1920, you gave us the right to vote, and all of a sudden I got my own podcast where I talk about my discharge. Susan B. Anthony did not see this coming. Uh, But that's pretty cool. Gonna start voting. Vote to take back the vote. No more. No more. But I got to do that. And then I went to see the White House, which was pretty cool. Honestly, it's like if you're the president, maybe get a bigger house. But it's it's charming. It's cozy. I did see some snipers on the roof. Uh, yeah, I just walked around a bunch. Oh, I got to see Big Daddy Abe Lincoln statue. So sexy. I had an old hot dad take a photo of me alone, standing in front of Abe. Um, so that was fun. Just everyone taking photos of Abe. I took photos of Abe. You can't not take a photo of Abe when you're there. Get to recreate the uh, Forrest Gump scene. Something about the war in Vietnam. Do you know what he says? Forrest Gump, when he's in front of the Washington Monument. He's like something about the war in Vietnam. I don't know. What else? Oh, okay. So I did all that. I ate at Ben's Chili Bowl because I looked up places where Obama ate in D.C. And Obama was eating chili from Ben's. So I ate chili from Ben's. 
and I sat at the Obama table. I didn't even realize it until I got up to leave and throw my stuff away. I looked back at it and I said, there he is. There's, there's my daddy. Uh, and so let's get to the shows. This comedian from Cleveland, Ohio, Rob Ward, was opening the shows. He was super nice and funny. Check him out if you're in Cleveland or wherever he is. Uh, and then on the last show, this guy Ben Palmer hosted, and it was so funny. He just did, like, crowd work, but it was, like, he wasn't really going anywhere with the crowd work. He was just asking questions, and for whatever reason, the way he was doing it, I was dying. It was the funniest. It was just cracking me up. Right place, right time. You had to be there, guys. Trust me. I guess he blew up on TikTok, so check out his TikTok. Um, but yeah, the shows were interesting. The people who came out, it was an interesting mix. Some shows, a lot of people were there specifically to see me, which is always really nice. Uh, some of the shows, there was like two people there to see me. The rest were just like randos. Um, in the last night, the last show, I had the craziest, the most insane story from it. And this is only insane to me. It's not like you guys are going to listen and be like, that is crazy. But to me, I was like having war flashbacks. I was shaking. I was blushing. I got quiet for a minute. So there was this guy who came up to me after the show and he was like, you probably don't remember me. But, uh, and I looked at him and I'm like, I do not remember you, but go on. And he was like, but we met in Lake Havasu. And as soon as he said those words, I knew exactly what he was talking about. And I was not prepared for what was going to come next. Because I think I've mentioned it a long time ago on this podcast, back when we were recording at uh, Anthony's old house. College, freshman year, spring break, a bunch of schools went to Lake Havasu for this thing called SWAT. If you're in college and you ever get offered to go on a trip called SWAT or to Lake Havasu, don't do it. Do not do it. Not worth it. Not fun. Do your own thing. Make your own adventure. SWAT was the most disgusting weekend of my entire life. Uh, I think I was blacked out the entire weekend. Don't have many sober thoughts from there. But I've, you know, bits and pieces and moments of clarity sprinkled in. But it was such a dark weekend because everyone's just, you know, messed up and there's everyone's horny because you're in college, but you're so fucked up that it's like, is this consensual? And I'm um, probably not, but also, mm, no, probably not. Yeah, that was, that was a gross weekend. But this guy was like, Yeah, like, you know, I met you at SWAT and you were like, and when he said that, the first thing I asked was, did we hook up? Because at SWAT, I just have vague memories of hooking up with so many strangers. It was such a disgusting, repulsive time in my life. And that's not slut shaming at all. It's just that there, I was not hooking up with strangers because I wanted to, you know, have a good time and like feel, you know that feeling. It was like, 
I was filling some sort of dark hole in my soul. There was no pleasure from it. It wasn't for me. It was purely because I thought that's what I was supposed to do. I thought I'm a vessel for men's disgusting penises at this trip. And so that's why I say, like, it was disgusting because there was nothing. It wasn't like pro-feminism. It was, like, truly degrading to myself. Uh, Don't remember anyone I hooked up with. None of them were pleasurable experiences. Uh, And so I asked this guy, I'm like, did we hook up? And he was like, no, but a friend of mine at the time hooked up with you. And he said that very deliberately that his friend hooked up with me because lights were out. Allie was not home and I don't want this to get sad. Okay. I think every woman pretty much in the world has or will go through this. And now I don't drink. So I don't have that experience anymore. Um, not that it's my fault, but I also am like, I'm aware of how fucked up I was and I don't think I was stopping anyone from hooking up with me, but it's just that gray area of like, that was just not a good move on anyone's part. So he's like, no, but my friend hooked up with you and he was like, you know, bragging about it. And we saw your just for laughs video, your stand up when it came out and it was talking about how you don't have orgasms. And my buddy was like, oh yeah, yeah, she does. Yeah, I made her wet. And I'm like, he 100% didn't. He didn't even make me conscious. Um, But yeah, so anyway, besides that being a little bit dark, a little bit sad, um, it was so funny, these stories he was telling me. And it started like giving me flashbacks, like bits and pieces were coming together. He was like, yeah, you were showing me around to all your friends. You were like guiding me. You gave me Molly. I had never done that before. I might have even given him blow. Um, but he was like, it was, you know, he started showing photos. Oh, it was just such a gross, dark time. I really think if you're not mature enough yet, because I was not mature by the time college came, take a year off. Take a year or two off. Go learn about yourself. You know, do things on your own. Figure out who you are before you go to college and just hang out with losers. Because that's what I was doing. And, you know, maybe I'm better off for it now, but not really. I hardly remember, you know, those times. But... It was just such a small world moment. I was freaking out. Uh, So that was pretty wild. Fun way, interesting way to end the weekend of shows. But yeah, now I'm back home. I'm trying to foster a dog because I think I... I don't know if I talked about this because it might have been after I recorded the podcast. Hey, boyfriend, do you remember if I talked about fostering the dog on the podcast? I don't think I talked about it. Yeah, so in case I didn't talk about it, I was fostering this cute dog. His name was Conroy. He was a little slow. He was a special dog. He was a little bit blind. He could see shadows. He came from, like, a hoarder's house. So he got picked up and rescued with, like, seven other dogs, covered in his own poop, his own piss. His hair was all matted. Um... But he was such a cute dog. He's like six years old, maybe seven years old. And uh, I got to foster him for a week. And I think some people don't know what fostering is. Um, 
Fostering is like you're not ready to adopt, but you want to be able to watch a week for, you know, a week, two weeks long term until they find a permanent home. Because for me, I'm like, I live in an apartment. I live in a busy neighborhood. It's not like a great place to walk with a dog and like raise a dog, but it's exponentially, I think, probably better than a shelter. Um, So that's essentially the fostering process. You get to watch a dog typically for two weeks at least. And then they get to move on, hopefully, to their forever home. So I was watching this dog for a week, and I just became so attached. I was spoiling him. I was getting him all these, like, you know, fancy L.A., like, bullshit snacks and, you know, things to add to his food. I got, like, you know, doggy chicken broth to put on his food so he would eat more and be more healthy because he wouldn't drink water. He was too afraid. Um... And I only watched him for a week. And when I had to give him back to the company to give him to the next foster, as soon as I dropped him off, I just started sobbing, like fully emotional. Oh, I miss him. But I'm going to hopefully get a new foster this week and I'll be able to watch him or her long term. If it gets along with other dogs, I'll be able to watch him long term and I can take him to my mom's house for Christmas and stuff, but yeah, it's so hard doing that. You really, I didn't think I would get that attached, but man, I was a wreck on the way home. I'm trying, there was some other stuff that happened. I have to take a little pause, think about things, and then I'll get back to you. Give me a second. And I'm back. I've gathered my thoughts. Um, there was something else that I did in DC, something I don't normally do, but I really felt like I wanted to do it. The first night I was there, or no, this was the second night. Yeah, this was the second night I was there. Cause the first night I got in, I got in on Wednesday. I got in like kind of later in the day around maybe like 5 PM and it started getting dark and I asked the lady at the hotel when I checked in. I was like, oh, is it safe to walk around here? Just I wanted to make sure. And she was like, no, it's very dangerous. There's at least one homicide a week. Like, stay inside. And I was like, okay. And so I just tried to see if there was any, like, quick food I could get nearby. Because I was so hungry. There was nothing to eat at this hotel. It was a pretty shitty hotel. Uh, And so I looked nearby. There was like a 7-Eleven. So I was like, okay, maybe I'll get some like, you know, quick liquor store, gas station type food. Uh, but they were closed, even though it said it was a 24-7 7-Eleven. There was a Wawa right by that. And that's not something that I get very often in California. So I was like, I got to go to Wawa. But I didn't have anyone with me. I didn't know what to get. I really messed up on the Wawa order. First of all, took me forever to order. I was just like trying to look around the store at first to see if there were like pre-made meals that looked decent. And there was this, uh, what I think was a homeless man, uh, or just a guy down on his luck. He was, he started truly following me around the store and I started getting so spooked. I was like trying to kind of like serpentine, you know, like zigzag walk and go in weird directions. And he just kept following me. And so I look and there's a guy in a neon vest and it said police. So I was like, uh, a cab, but right now daddy. So I stood next to him. He was ordering food from a little kiosk. So I just stood next to him and tried to start ordering. I got a chicken quesadilla, 
Let me tell you, don't get a chicken quesadilla from Wawa. It is disgusting. But I made it out safe. And then some people in the area were like, yeah, it's like not that dangerous. So I was like, okay. Uh, and so the second night after the show, I was like, you know what? I wanted, I want to treat myself to a nice dinner all alone. Just me going out to dinner, taking myself out on a date. So I made a reservation for Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Yeah, sure. There might've been better steakhouses to go to, but Ruth's Chris is a chain. It's safe. It just felt like familiar. So I made a reservation for Ruth's Chris. I get there. Everything closes super early in DC. They say it's because of COVID and I'm like, or is it because of the homicides? Are you guys closing early because you don't want to get shot? Maybe if people had food in their stomachs, they wouldn't feel the need to cause violence onto others. Uh, But I made it for the latest reservation, which was 9 p.m. And sat down. They were like, oh, Allie, party of one? That's it? No one else? And I was like, just me. Sat at my table. Server took my order. All of a sudden, all these different dudes who worked there started coming up to my table. They're like, is everything good over here? Are you getting everything you need? Like, everyone was checking on me. I was a hot piece of meat at this roost, Chris. The home of the meats. They know a hot piece of meat when they see one. They got it all on the menu. That's a good, silly joke. So I ordered a petite filet. I ordered a little mushroom cremony. They did not have mushrooms, so I had to get asparagus. I'm trying to be a little bit healthy, especially post-Wawa chicken quesadilla. And uh, one of the servers was chatting me up. He was just loving me. He got me a free dessert. And that's when I decided that I need to start eating alone at nice places more often. Because that meal was expensive. That's not an often, that's not a regular thing for me. But was it worth the free dessert? Absolutely. And the attention? Man, I felt good. Uh, so yeah, I did that. And then the last thing I wanted to talk about, and then I'll leave you alone is, um, last week I talked about how I'm so addicted to my phone and I need to be better about it. And I can say, I felt like I didn't use my phone as much. I set on my settings. If you want to do this on my settings, I, uh, so when you go to your settings, if you have an iPhone, If you scroll down to, where is it? Screen, shouldn't it be like screen time or something? I don't see it. Oh, screen time, yeah. So it's like that second little chunk under notification, sound and haptics, do not disturb screen time. You can uh, set up like a limit for how often you use your social media. Yeah. It said I was up, but I think it's because I was using my maps. I think it's because I was using my maps. It says 83% increase from last week, which doesn't make sense because I really wasn't using my phone as much. Let's see all activity. Yeah, I mean, on what day is this? Oh, that's just one day. Week. Okay. So on... Okay, so I recorded the episode, I forget what day. I recorded the, well, the episode came out on Wednesday, but I recorded on Sunday. Yeah, okay, so Sunday, December 5th, my screen time was at 5 hours and 41 minutes. 
Oh, yeah, so see, it does include, like, maps and things like that. Okay, so that's why my screen time was up. I was walking around the city, mapping it out. Uh, and then Monday, my screen time was seven hours. Tuesday, my screen time was six hours. Wednesday, my screen time was ten hours. Uh-oh. That's not good. I told you guys I wasn't going to do it anymore. Oh, yeah, social media, it says, was four hours on Wednesday. Guys, I'm sorry. And then Thursday, yeah. You know what? Maybe I didn't actually get better at this. Maybe I got worse. Hmm. Anyway, it's nice to have the limits on the screen time. It kind of keeps you in check, even though you just keep hitting add 15 more minutes. But I'm trying my best. It was nice going out, walking around the city. I want to start doing that more when I wake up. I want to go for a nice, at least like 20 minute walk. And then sometime mid-afternoon, go for another walk. Because I'm just, I don't work out that much. I need to do something. Something just clear my head. Clear, clear the vibes. So maybe this week will be better. Let me know in the comments below how you did on your phone. What's your screen time? Don't be shy. Give me your daily average screen time. Let me know in the comments below. Don't forget to like this video. It's nice to do. Takes two seconds. Just, you know, spread some holiday cheer with the likes. Subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, send it to a friend. Say, hey, I think you'd like this dumb slut. She's a cool girl. Uh, rate it and review it if you're on iTunes. And, uh, yeah, have a good week. I'll see you next week. And, um, God bless. Mwah. Bye. Oh, my friends, it's